0: Hey there, welcome to ATL in 29, a Peachtree Hoops podcast where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. Uh, just wanted to get you caught up on yesterday's practice and a couple of other things that have happened in the past couple of days since the Houston game. Uh, but since today is the first day of the NCAA tournament, or at least the meaningful part of it when you get it down to 64 teams, a fact on one Atlanta Hawk. Vince Carter's first game at the University of North Carolina against a ranked team was against Villanova and Cary Kittles. Cary Kittles retired from the NBA in 2005. So that's a fact for today, the first day of the meaningful part of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Let's start with an update on the health of Miles Plumlee. I asked Lloyd Pierce if he practiced yesterday, and Pierce talked about that, and a little bit more. It sounds like Plumlee might not play much, if at all, for the rest of the season.
2: Did Miles practice? No. No, Miles is uh, not going to practice for a while. His knee, you know, he was getting close and the the knee flared up a little bit, and so it's just kind of what happens. You try and bring a guy back. you're waiting for the next day to see how it responds. And the next day it didn't respond well, so just back, kind of back to square one. Let's see, you know, how do we contain it better, and then slowly integrate them back in. And it's just not. That's what happened. And he, he was able to play with our guys, our coaches, and it flared up a little bit. So it was a little bit
0: of a setback. I'm recording this on a Thursday afternoon, so after Wednesday night's game, Dallas lost again. This is my shocked face. They currently have the 6th worst worst record in the NBA by a full game now uh, below Memphis, who won in overtime last night over the Houston Rockets the day after they were in Atlanta. If we look at the lottery odds for the 5th, 6th, and 7th worst NBA records, which is right now where Atlanta, Dallas, and Memphis currently sit, Atlanta, with the fifth-worst record, would have a 42.1% chance of jumping into the top four spots. Dallas, with the sixth-worst record, would have a 37.2% chance of jumping into the top four spots. And Memphis, with the seventh-worst overall record, would have a 32% chance of jumping into the top four spots. So, you know, with each spot that Dallas plummets down the standings... They pick up about a 5% chance, extra, of moving into the top five aisle of the lottery and keeping their top five protected pick that they owe to Atlanta. Not great odds. Dallas has done a marvelous job of moving down the standings, so congratulations to them. There are a bunch of teams right there with them. Only one and a half games better than Dallas are both New Orleans and Washington. So, you know, one and a half games separates Dallas, Memphis, Washington, New Orleans. But at the rate Dallas is going, it's going to be hard to probably get below them for those teams. So we shall see. A couple of other notes before we get to Jamila J and talking about Kent Bazemore, his career in Atlanta, and his faux pas in the Houston game. Trey Young has passed Luka Doncic in terms of three point percentage. Doncic went one for four last night. His three point percentage is now 33.5% for the season. Trey Young is at 33.6%. Uh, if somehow that margin keeps increasing, that could help Trey Young's case as we move into the. Uh, tail end of the season, and the final stages of this Rookie of the Year race. In the Hawks-Rockets game Tuesday, an NBA record was set. James Harden set the NBA record for three-point attempts in a season, breaking the mark that Steph Curry set in his MVP season. Harden isn't just going to break that record, he's going to shatter it. Steph Curry had 886 Three point attempts in his MVP season. He converted them at a ridiculous rate and hit over 400 of those attempts. Uh, Harden doesn't have nearly that success rate, but what he's doing is equally impressive. He's putting up 13.3 three-pointers a game, over 13 threes a game. If he keeps this pace up over the remaining part of the season, uh, Harden is going to surpass 1,000 three-point attempts in a single season, which, you know, given his success rate, while it isn't what Curry was doing, the fact that he's getting them on such a high volume that he's getting them while he's carrying his team's offense, uh, especially during the stretch of the season where so much of the team was hurt, the fact that he can do that and be this efficient uh, is really a stupendous feat. So congratulations to James Harden for setting the record for three-point attempts, and uh, look forward to him closing in on the thousand threes attempted here in the final weeks of the regular season. A couple of interesting numbers in conjunction with that. When you look at the team numbers for three point shots, those have increased dramatically too since Curry's MVP season. In Curry's MVP season, the average team was taking 24.1 threes a season. In the three seasons since then, it's bumped up to 27, then 29 to now where it's up to 31.8 three-point shots attempted by each team per game. That's an incredible number. You know, it's up almost from where it was just three seasons ago. 24.1 three seasons ago, 31.8 now. I mean, the three-point shot, you know, it's just the boundary that's just going to keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed. I don't think teams have really gotten to the boundary of where they can push it. And I think they definitely haven't gotten James Harden accepted, maybe, to the boundary of where an individual can push that kind of number. All right, time to talk about Kent Bazemore. In the Houston game, he was guarding James Harden. James Harden made a spectacular move, threw Kent off. Kent had no idea what was coming, and he ended up getting spun around. It happens, right? Uh, To talk about that move, and to talk about Kent Bazemore's career and his response online, uh, I want to bring in Jamila J. So here is our conversation with Jamila. We're here with Jamila J. Uh, she was the very first guest on ATLM 29. I'm not really sure how many years ago that was, but let's not count. <laughs> and I wanted to ask her about uh, Kent Bazemore because she and I have both. Been around for the five five years that Kent's been in Atlanta.
1: Oh my gosh, it's been five years. <laughs> I think this is
0: his fifth year here, right?
1: Uh yeah. 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 I think that's, yeah. Oh gosh, I can't even I stopped counting after like year three.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> And you know, it's interesting because I don't know quite how to say it, but like his role has changed a lot in five years. In yeah. all sorts of directions. Like, when he got yeah. here, he was the project. Like, I didn't think he had many <laughs> expectations. He was in right. the rotation, but he was, like, like the 10th man.
1: Yeah, it was they, kind of... They were counting on not top really, more. They Yeah, they were not really expecting much from him, which was, I mean, it was perfect for him to kind of yeah. ease into it.
0: And they still had John Jenkins. I mean, I think if if Jenkins had played well, they would have just maybe played Jenkins at that point, but they went yeah. with Baysmore
1: Yep.
0: And so then he plays, what everybody got hurt. They win 60 games. Everybody, literally everybody on the team is hurt <laughs> except for Perro. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he, he starts two it, games in the playoffs against LeBron. Yeah. He always brings that up because that was like a big moment for him. Like he had yeah, to do stuff.
1: Yeah, that was crazy.
0: And so then he's a starter. Because Tabo was, you know, Tabo.
1: Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tabo's here tonight. I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Definitely have to talk to him about that.
0: (laughs) And so, you know, Kent takes on a bigger role. And then the team kind of goes into Hawks 2.0 with Dennis Schroeder and Dwight Howard. And Kent signs a big contract.
1: Right.
0: And now he's got a big role. And he even has, like, a bigger role in the media, like.
1: Right, he he got to be like a go to guy, guy. yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) especially after a loss because that team was they were chatty after a win,
1: (laughs) yep. After a loss, Kent was the one that you would go to because you knew (laughs) he
0: was dependable, (laughs) yep, (laughs) right. And so then, then, okay, then Schlenk comes in and (laughs) reboot the team. and... Kent's actually the best player. Crazy. I think last year, right? I mean, yeah. I don't. Dennis was pretty good, I but mean, I you... think Ken, Kent was better because he was playing defense and.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody was like pretty much relying on Kent. Like they were looking towards Kent, kind of as the guy.
0: Okay, and so, like, what I wanted to ask you about was, you know, taking all that stuff into consideration, in light of what happened. I guess two days ago against Houston,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, he, he has a play. He's guarding James Harden. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's no small task. James Harden scored on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he gets spun around and that goes viral. <laughs> and so he, yeah. I, I wanted to ask Kent about that because then Kent wrote up an impassioned plea that he put on Instagram and Twitter. And I, here's what he said.
1: iPhone notes tweet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! This morning? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean, just having fun with it, man. Uh, it's kind of with the Kobe Bryant detail stuff. You know, I, I watch a lot of James Harden, uh, a lot of his clips. And you know, like I said, you know, when he goes left, he likes to a little left foot, left dribble, step back. And, you know, I kind of anticipate that because it's a game of chess at the end of the day, man. <laughs> I just guess wrong, so I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, kind of capitalized on the moment. Had some fun with it, you know, it hasn't been, uh, you know, the best couple of weeks for me, but know, on the floor, so I just thought I had some fun with it, you know, the a good mood day. feeling good. So, you know. so how, how'd you find out about it last night, that it was,
0: it was just like, you look and there's like more text than usual, or no, what, what No, yeah,
2: it wasn't even text, like my phone was just going, and my uh, my social media was on fire, you know, like, uh, you know, I guess, you know, I mean, anytime he does anything, Breaks the internet, so uh, it's part of. But you know what people don't talk about is last time we played them, you know, I kind of had a hand in this thirty-point streak. So we call it even, man. It's, it's part of the game. You know, anyone that loves to play defense is going to happen to. So I was just on the wrong end of the stick last night. Did you come back to social media because there was a while? Or where... yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm starting to indulge a little bit more, and you know, I've kind of, kind of found out the importance of it you know I knew how important it was you know early on in my career but how like you know companies like the market and you know just you know expanding your brand in order to expand your brand you gotta you know hear, hear from you a little bit and kind of fall in love so I'm you know, just kind of having fun with it you know Get the podcast a little shout out on there you know because I think we, we record again this week and it probably won't come out for another couple of weeks so I kind of want to go ahead and get it out there. Do you you mentioned that the podcasting. thing do you, do you look at that almost as like
0: a release or a, not therapy is too strong a word but just a way to kind of express your feelings
2: yeah yeah I mean yeah, we kind of keep it uh, you know somewhat vanilla to a certain extent on there you know we're not really uh, telling everything but you know it's just a good outlet man and people you know fall in love with it uh, it's amazing uh, to see the outreach you have and how people are uh, how much in common you and know, another person has, and you know, from the tweets you get, all this other stuff. So uh, it's been a good out. And then, obviously, you spend time with Vince and, uh, you know, off the floor and kind of hear some of his stories. You know, a lot of the stuff we talk about did not even make a cut, but uh, it was just kind of good to see, you know, what 21's a year, 21 years in the NBA looks like. You mentioned, you know, brand and marketing. Uh, are you trying to recruit Kevin to Under Armour? He had some, like, nice uh, Maryland... Yeah. about a month ago yeah yeah I'm, you know he, he went to maryland uh that's where the ceo kevin playing went to school so right. uh they got that connection there but uh, yeah, i'm definitely trying to get him in, in under army kicks before he blows up and you know every other shoe company comes after him so uh, i'm working on it <laughs> thank you appreciate Drive. it yep. <laughs> all right so that's what kent said and he got a lot of grief. I think, in
0: part, just because he put it in what notes.
1: Yes, they they definitely pointed that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is you know how how do you think Kent's going to make this adjustment in going from sort of the bottom up to the top? And now you, you get this new team and the focal points of the team. Oh my God. They don't really include Kent anymore. It's it's hard.
1: I know, and I was thinking about that because it's just. Uh... It's so weird how, how the dynamic has changed with, with him. It's just, I know it's got to be difficult um, from a player's perspective because even, even media-wise, and I've recognized this myself, I don't necessarily look to go to Kent. It's just because, you know, after a loss or something like that, he's not going to be one of the ones who has even maybe played as many minutes or, you know, like he's not right. really had that much of an impact on the game. So it's like really interesting to just to see how that's changed. And I know it's gotta be tough. I mean, I know it's gotta be tough for him and he has this whole um, like personality where you look at him as kind of the optimist and kind of, you know, he's always kind of putting a positive spin on things and he's, he's kind of got this personality that everybody knows him for. So it's, it's tough for him to really show like a different side. Um, even, like to to the media but it's it's been like it's been different uh, and especially with the technicals he's gotten this year and it's just been like
0: yeah that was rough tell. i knew that was coming just because like when the referees put out their points of emphasis at the beginning of the season like yeah. they're like this hand wave here this is no longer acceptable yep. it's like wait that's what kent does
1: yeah. And it's and not it's like, like a malicious thing. It's, it's like
0: frustrating. Yeah. He just kind of, he does this thing and then he walks away. But yeah, he gets a technical <laughs> for that now.
1: Yep. And and you know, it's frustrating and you know, it's going to be hard to, to of course, contain your emotions. So it just...
2: <laughs> yeah. It's and so been, yeah. He's, he's
0: an emotional guy. And so the fact that he's always willing to kind of take the positive thing, like sometimes... He takes that positivity and he's giving it back to us with like through gritted teeth. You could tell that you know, right. sometimes it's hard. <laughs> if you're gonna have that much energy all the time and yeah. try to be up, yeah. there's still gonna be times when you're down. And he, right, you know, he puts right. a face on
1: it. Exactly. He doesn't, you know, necessarily portray that to us because we always kind of expect a certain a certain Kent Baysmore. So it's 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 tough. I know it's tough.
0: It's it's a weird dynamic. So, like contract wise, you know, he signed that contract in the summer before the Howard Schroeder season, and yeah. so he's going to have a player option for next season, which I mean, I'm guessing he takes right. That seems it's a lot of money, right?
1: I mean, he he clearly you know he clearly put out that this is where he wanted to be. I mean, he literally put out <laughs> right that, that he was very thankful for it. So. I mean, it's just just the the different roles that he's had to take. It's interesting, it's, like um, it's and it's one yeah.
0: thing, like you know, when he first stopped starting and Lloyd Pierce, I guess started. I think it was Herter who went up. Maybe I can't remember. Right? Who was, Kent
1: was it? Wasn't it when Kent was injured? Right. Uh, no. I think somebody he's okay he's coming back from injury or something I think
0: there were lots of injuries early on so we never really knew who who the real <laughs> yeah, starters there was, were gonna there be
1: true, though I mean the, I remember coach was saying that like he didn't even have a lineup that he could a starting lineup he could actually evaluate because there hadn't been a consistent starting lineup
0: yeah herders missed point. games early. Torian missed games Kent yeah. missed some games
1: yeah but then like when was everybody
0: was healthy they kind of said okay kent you're not going to be a starter anymore and he was
1: yes. you know he was darn
0: near heroic about it like he you know did yes. everything you could ask for him
1: yes which is crazy because at one point it was looking like it was leaning towards you know this is kind of your team you know this is this is kent Bazemore. he's you know he's the guy in the media he's The guy at different events he's hosting events he's giving back to the community you know like it it was kind of like this is all kent and then things kind of shifted and he had to adapt which i mean of course it's kent so he's you know gung-ho about it but yeah i
0: mean it's (laughs) interesting to see what will happen like i was nervous for him at this trade deadline Just because, like, he and his wife were expecting. He said something the other day. It's like, it's four weeks now or something. Four or five weeks. So, you know, congratulations to to him and his family. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But, you know, I'll be nervous for him at the next trade deadline, too. But hopefully, you know, hopefully after, you know, the baby arrives and things get settled down. Because it would have been. Right. I I can't imagine, like, trying to move when you're in that situation. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. I mean, he's already settled. You know, it's it's just a lot. I mean, because there were, of course, the rumors last season, and then this season it was like amped up tremendously. And of course, he's gonna know about it and hear about it.
0: I mean, he's you the t- he's the kind of player a, a a contending team would want. You know, that every team right they usually have their point guards and their bigs, but they're looking for wings. You know, for the playoff stretch somebody gets hurt and you need another one. Or even if you don't, I mean, that's the kind of player that you want to have in abundance going into the playoffs. I could see somebody wanting to get him next trade deadline when he's about to be a free agent.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: But, you know, until then it's just kind of that weird dynamic where it's like, you know, the focal points are these two 20 year olds, which is great for them. But at the same time, it makes these weird situations.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've, like if you would have said, what was this like last year or a year before, like if it would have been like last year or at, right after he signed his contract, like Ken's coming off the bench, you know, it would have been like mm, you just signed this big contract and the city's behind, you know, it, I would have been like, well, that's different. And for it to actually happen, but I mean, even so to see how how things have just changed with the team overall it's like you see why, but then it's still. I
0: know. Even in asking you to do this with me, it's like, well, who's been here for five years? And it's like, not very many <laughs> right. people have been here for five years. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's interesting. Would, how would, what did, what did you think of specifically about his response to, uh to the James Harden um, viral moment? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was uh, I was surprised. <laughs> I wasn't surprised by what he said because, I, I mean, in talking to Kent and, like, doing post games or whatever, whatever, I, I'm used to Kent kind of joking about things or explaining things and, like, you know, he goes into depth about a lot of plays on the court and everything, so I'm not surprised by that. Right. But the fact that he actually posted it on Instagram, and then everybody picked it up. That was that was surprising. I would have not at all seen that coming. <laughs> I mean, I was I mean, surprised
0: just because, like, as, as you probably heard in the clip, like, I, I talked to him a couple months ago, and I was like, you know, do you look at your phone after the games? Do you want to see the tweets and the things? <laughs> and he's like, no, that's, I, I don't want really anything to do with social media. Right. And I was like, "Wait, you must have been looking, <laughs> right?" It's like, because that's why yeah, I was confused. It's like, how how did you been... know?
1: <laughs> and it's, I mean, who hasn't guarding, you know, James Harden, sure. especially over a a long period of time or over the game or whatever? Who hasn't been embarrassed
0: by exactly. him? Like, stuff happens. I mean,
1: so. the Hawks celebrate yeah. the
0: same thing, like you know, when Trey takes somebody and like cooks them like he did Bruce Brown, you know, when he had Bruce Brown going the wrong direction and the ball going the other way, it was like, you know, the Hawks (laughs) celebrated that. And it went viral. I mean, it happens.
1: Yeah, sometimes the easiest way out is to just
0: kind of creep in the darkness.
1: Right, right. Just kind of lay low. Let it happen to somebody else or something. I mean, basketball, it's happening every day. There's a game every day. So something else is going to happen that people are going to talk about. It is what it is. I think part of
0: the reason went viral against him specifically was like, if you heard the Houston play-by-play call, it was like, somebody uh, get Kent Bazemore a map. And it's like, oh, wow, that's a oh, rough way to call no, it. Oh, I didn't
1: hear that. I think that's part
0: of why it was sort of <laughs> – Usually something's viral. It's like you look at the positive aspect. Wow, you know, he he really tricked somebody. What a great play by the player who yeah. made the play as opposed oh, to yeah, the player who got is- tricked. You know that I
1: mean? that does add that does add to it, yeah.
0: I think that made it harsh. But, yeah, you know, Kent is Kent, and
1: I mean I on on the positive side, he he has been talked about <laughs> a lot. So <laughs> if that you know if it's if it's um, I, I I've seen different reactions to it. That's that's the thing. Like I've seen people like. Oh, much respect to Kent Bazemore for coming out and saying this. Right. It happens to a lot of guys, and nobody comes out and explains it like this. That's great. And then I see that, of course, opposite, where it's like, oh, no, what is he doing? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's,
0: Yeah, there were the Hawks uh, fans that unexpected. thinking they were going to get it from other fan bases. Like, oh, when my friend who's a fan of Team X <laughs> sees this, he's going to give me crap about it, right? That kind of reaction?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's true. I definitely saw a lot more um, Atlanta fans that were kind of disappointed in it than anybody else. But a lot <laughs> of, I mean, I saw a lot of Houston fans that were saying...
0: <laughs> oh my.
1: Do you have family
0: in Houston? You go to Houston for the games a bunch, don't you?
1: I, I have been a couple of times. I actually don't have family there. Okay. I know a couple of people out there, like okay. a couple of friends, but um, nobody's really... The the crazy thing is, nobody was really talking about what happened on the court. It ends up that people were talking about when Kent posted the explanation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we we talked about the awkward dynamic. I talked to Kent after the game. You know, everybody kind of went to One Direction. I was like, well, let me go talk to Kent. We talked about a few things after that Houston game. I forgot about it to be honest. Like. I knew yeah, that it was kind yeah, of a exactly. big deal, but like in talking to him after the game, I was like, I have these other questions that I want to ask him. And exactly. I didn't even think about You're it. Not and then the, I had about to go that. back to him right. the next day.
1: Right. And that's what happened with me, too. like because I, you know, you, you see something happen real time, whatever, whatever, you react. But there's so much that happens in a game that, I mean, and then it's a loss and then this and that. You're not really thinking about like one particular thing, especially something like that. Not until, like, the next day is actually when I, like, revisit it. Because I was like, wait, what? Like, what is this? Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The internet is forever. Welcome yes. to 2019. Yes. Yes. Well, I think I...
1: think so I that, uh... Uh, when. Oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, um... You talking to Kent uh, about it, that, um... Yeah, just seeing where he was coming from with that, it was very, it was, it was interesting to see like his his kind of thought process behind it. Right. Well, yeah. I,
0: I think I've uh, I've used up our allotted twenty minutes, and I know that you have a busy schedule today, and you have to you're going to the game tonight, correct?
1: I am. Then I really I have to
0: make sure understand. you get done so that you can get to State Farm Arena <laughs> on time with. Kyle Korver and Tabo Cephalosha in town. It's like we come I know, the
1: return. Oh, gosh, to... and I don't know if you caught Utah last night in New York against the Knicks, but I saw, like, the first quarter of that game. Right. And,
0: uh... <laughs> yeah, usually a back-to-back, you're counting on the opposing team being, you know, spent, and I don't I don't think the Knicks pushed right. them hard enough to
1: no, have them actually I'm be spent. No, I'm not thinking that's what happened <laughs> at all. So, uh... <laughs> It'll be be fun to see Kyle and Tavo back out there.
0: All right, Jamila. Well, as always, I I appreciate your time and your help, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Definitely.
1: Awesome. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. All right.
0: All right. Thank you so much, and I will see you tonight.
1: Okay. Yes, sir. We'll see you.
0: All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.